0: Escaping Denver Batch Two Episode 14 The Come Down <laughs> Here we are again. The end of another batch of messages and I don't want to spoil things but I know what happens. For now you should know I've taken the time since our last episode to think and overthink about what we heard. What it all means. Just haven't been able to sleep. That song it seems to be a trigger for their ability so it makes sense that they all know it. But was it involved during their experimenting? Ingrained somehow? Why was it playing in an empty lab? just feels unnecessary. Feels like a setup. And I can't imagine either Andreas' team or the cult want to see Noah and Sarah at full potential. So then who does? What about Sarah? Yes, she ripped Andreas in half, but did you hear her? She sounded different. Like a cat with a mouse. She was taunting him. She was in full-on predator mode. And Noah? Back from the dead? The hand regrowth, well, gross, and pretty incredible. But this this time he would have had to rebuild brain tissue. And that's not even the piece that's having me lose sleep. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Andreas is not the original Andreas. Some of you got there before me, and thank you for the emails. I just, I thought they were fixing them using some of that Robocop technology and just sending them back into the maze. But this means that either they can A, make people look like other people or B, make new people. I think it's B. This puts a few of the pieces together that I just jammed into that Robocop theory. Camilla watched Noah sacrifice himself time and time again. Their memory is hazy about what happened at the airport when they were taken. I think it's because they're clones. Or androids or some new thing I don't even know about. But they don't have those memories because they are not the original Noah and Sarah.
1: Calm down. A lot of people experience lethargy or depression the day after getting high. They're at odds with themselves because they remember how good they felt. How powerful. Free. And now they're back in reality. In their one-bedroom apartments complaining that they still have to pay for cable. Life. It's bad. And so easy to fall into the trap of chasing that initial feeling. The thing that let you escape from whatever you need to escape from. It's why you end up using more, because in time, that come down begins to feel like the. Today, I tasted something that terrifies me, that I know I won't be able to resist if tempted again. It was incredible. It wasn't just being strong, it was feeling strong, like I, like I had to use my strength for something or risk exploding in anticipation. I was a coiled spring, compressed, needing to unleash. And now, I'm sitting in an ancient desk chair, in an equally ancient and forgotten office, watching Noah sleep. And to top it off, I'm as weak as a kitten, truly. I feel like I tore all my muscles. Even my legs feel like jelly. Whatever was going on with me ended when the music stopped. Even if Noah didn't need the rest, I wouldn't have been able to make it much further. This place is an oasis. I'm sure it's dusty and mildewy and there are literal mushrooms growing in the corner, but it checks the boxes. Oh, by just barely there's an exposed toilet which gives the space a prison vibe but it works there's a sink that actually has clear running water there are a handful of outlets one of which works so we're even able to charge up I'd be worried it was too convenient if we weren't at the arse end of the arse end of the tunnel system I left the gun upstairs which is probably for the best I only had a couple of shots left anyway, and it was heavy. Lost the bag, too. So, if the charger wasn't in my pocket, we'd have nothing at all right now. Silver lining and all that. Trying to stay positive. But, man, this calm down.
2: There. Ah, damn it. Let's take it off. Charger doesn't want to work while I use the phone. I don't blame it. It's been through what we've been through. Right, Sarah? Sarah? Needed to check. She's sleeping. Looks out cold. <sighs> Make sure she's got that ugly sleep reserve for car trips and airplanes. I'm overwhelmed. The questions are stacking up And I don't know what to tackle first. I'm scared to peel back the layers on myself, so let's start with Sarah. What was that? Who was that? I'm happy she wasn't lying about the strength, but would it have killed her to mention that it turns her into a psychopath? She's covered in blood again, or at least was when we arrived. Soaked in it. I don't want to think about what she had to do to get that bloody, but after seeing what she did to Andre, I think I have a good idea. She ripped him in half. It was horrifying. Her back was to me, but I could still tell she was smiling. And that scares me. She chose to end it that way. She chose. Her bare hands, she chose horrifying. And I don't know how to move past that. Hair doesn't seem to come back as quickly as I heal. Hand came back as naked as a mole rat. And now there's a bald spot on the side of my head where the where the bullet entered. So hair is not part of the extreme healing. Good to know. Guess I won't attempt bangs. <laughs> well, there's, there's literally no handbook for seeing your own brains splattered on the ground. It changes you. I died. And it, it wasn't bright lights and clouds and music. It was nothing. An unremarkable darkness. An instant of extreme pain and fear, then nothingness, then waking to a whole new pain. The burn. But more than the burn, there was this intense, inescapable pressure. I could feel my brain rebuilding but not, not from the brain, from my skull. Like it was stretching to its its absolute max and there was no way it was all gonna fit. Two pounds of jelly in a one pound jar and I was the jar. felt like my eyes were gonna pop out of my head. I, I, I screamed in my mind for it to stop, pleaded. Give me back that unremarkable darkness. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sorry. Go back to sleep. It's been less than an hour. Okay. Brand new hand. Fresh brain, unmarred skin. Not even a scratch to show for all we've been through. This healing. It's incredible. But it's also exhausting and painful and unsustainable. My mind can't take dying, even if my body can You recording? Yes, is that a problem for you?
1: No, not unless it should be a problem for me. It shouldn't be. Then no problem. We need to settle on a plan. As much as I love a good break, it's been over half a day and I'm getting itchy feet. Where are we headed?
2: You're not going to like it, but we should head back to the site of the blast. Uh,
1: No, 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 no. That's too dangerous.
2: The Sanhu lady said there was a shaft connected to it that had a
1: ladder. She was lying. All of it lies to get us into her little trap. In one swift move, she was going to get rid of the lab and us, and, by using us as the bait, get to take down some of the collective in the process.
2: But if there's even a chance... There
1: isn't. The place will be crawling with people, trying to figure out what happened. My only hope is that the tapes got fried along with the cameras and computers. It'd be great if they weren't able to see the footage of our escaping. The pressure that that would lift off our shoulders.
2: Let's assume they think we're alive and looking for us.
1: I'd make the same move. Stay off their radar as much as possible.
2: What about our messages? What about them? Don't you think we should head back to the other shaft to at least try to send them out?
1: Not if it risks us being seen.
2: Leaving this room is a risk. Hell, staying here is a risk too. Everything is a risk down here. Every choice is just a spin of the wheel, but that doesn't mean we get to stop spinning.
1: Even if it means we might get captured?
2: Yes. Yeah, even then. I'll make you a deal. If it looks like we're gonna get caught, you kill me, and I'll kill you.
1: I don't think you'd be able to kill me.
2: Yeah, and I'm
0: not so sure I'd be able to die. Communication is key. It's the glue that maintains any relationship, and the moment that communication breaks down, we have problems. Noah and Sarah, they have problems. There is a divide, and they're not sharing with each other what they shared with me. They shared with us. They're both incredibly scared. Sarah of falling down that rabbit hole of chasing that feeling, and Noah of, well, Sarah, I need to talk. Now I've been thinking about Noah and his healing, I can somehow wrap my head around his healing, that the hand regrowth is definitely stretching it, but being revived from the dead? No. That feels too far-fetched. There has to be a better explanation, and here's my attempt at it. He didn't die. Yes, he was shot in the head, and yes, that involved some of his brain spilling out of his head, but I don't think he died. I think his healing was in such overdrive that he only needed the smallest fraction of his brain to remain unharmed in order to rebuild the rest. But if you, you know, have other ideas on that, I would love to hear them.
2: We've made it back to the shaft that San Hu pushed the guy down. The one without the ladder.
1: Can you drop that? The other shaft didn't exist. You keep bringing it up like it's something I'm hiding from you.
2: We've seen the shaft with the ladder.
1: Yes, it exists, and I'm game to find it. She just wasn't going to get us there.
2: Well, we're here in the other shaft again, and we made it safely.
1: Surprisingly quiet in the tunnels. We avoided the blast area, but still. They must believe we're dead.
2: Yeah, we could use the wind. You have any bars?
1: Just the one. You? On and off, but same.
2: When we were here last, a bunch of my messages partially sent. But I think I'm going to have to resend them all to be safe.
1: Yeah, smart.
2: You ready to talk about it? Talk about what? What happened up there? What was done?
1: We did what was necessary to survive. Was it bloody and messy? Yes, but necessary.
2: No, I get us defending ourselves and while I can't speak to what happened with you and the other soldiers, I was there for you and Andre.
1: You were on the ground dead for most of it.
2: Some of it but when I came to, it was like your roles were reversed. You were hunting him.
1: He killed you, Noah. I was pissed. Still. No, not still. A lot just happened. We haven't even begun to unpack what the music did to us, how it made us feel. For the first time since we woke up in those cells, I felt like I was taking back control of the situation. I was excited for this change. What it might mean for us to get out. Us. Not me, not you, but us. Sarah. So how do you think I felt when I sneak up on Andre and see you on the ground, brain spilled out? Once again, the collective, this place, had taken from me. Stolen what little hope I dared to have. I was angry. I wanted to rip him limb from limb. And with that music on, that was still within my control.
2: But the time, the bombs, you didn't need to play with him. You could have ended it and taken your time walking out of that place.
1: You don't get it, do you? You were dead. I was back to having to do this alone. Doing the impossible. I wasn't planning on getting out. That is, until you spoke. I didn't know how else to help. How did you know he only had eight bullets? You have special training you're keeping from us?
2: No. It's... well... It's embarrassing. It's from video games.
1: You risked my life on something you learned in a video game?
2: You just said you were willing to die. But
1: you didn't know that.
2: No. What I knew is that when using 44 magnum bullets in a Desert Eagle, you only get eight rounds, which differs from using 357 magnum bullets as you'd be able to fit nine rounds.
1: Why are we fighting?
2: We're tired, sore, Scared? Pick one. Or all of them. I just... I don't know how to come to terms with our place in all this. How to still be the good guys while doing what we have to do to survive.
1: Well, everyone is a good guy from their own perspective. I'm sure even the collective views themselves as the saviors of humanity. And if they can do it, we should be able to as well.
2: Yeah, I'm not looking for a logic loophole. You don't get it. There's no point of us getting out of this place if we're not able to resume a normal life on the surface.
1: And what's preventing us from living a normal life?
2: You ripped a man in half, Sarah. I still have nightmares about a squirrel I ran over 12 years ago and you're in here dismantling people. You're gonna be able to move past that?
1: It was necessary.
2: That's what scares me. I'm fighting this change and you're embracing
1: it. And what good does your fighting it do? It's not getting us to safety or through difficult situations. Who we were on the surface doesn't work down here. This place, this is a place for monsters.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to become one.
1: Too late.
2: It's not too late. Everything is a choice.
1: You sound like the cult.
2: At what point does it become selfish for us to want to live? Never. I, no, that can't be right. It's bigger than us. They want to replicate what they did to us, make more of us. We need to take that into consideration.
1: How so? Are you saying we shouldn't be trying to live?
2: I don't know what I'm saying. I just don't think it's a good idea for more of us to be running around. Sarah, I've seen what you can do. And in your heart of hearts, you're a good person. What happens for the next batch when they change a bad person? Think about what that could mean. Not, not down here, but on the surface. What kind of damage they could do.
1: That's not our problem.
2: No, but it is our choice. That's what San Hugh was saying. It's why she wanted to destroy us and the lab. To prevent the Collective from reaching their end goal.
1: Well, if it's a choice, I choose me.
2: Yeah, you always do. Where are you going? Just stepping out. I need a minute.
1: is being... I don't know... difficult. And to be clear, I don't blame him. What we've been through leaves all sorts of trauma in its wake, and we all deal with it differently. One of Noah's best qualities is what's eating him right now. He always wants to put others first, which is amazing. But it does make it harder to justify the more selfish choices. He's so concerned about the greater good that it's paralysing him from making the right choices for him. He's also wrong and I don't know how to tell him. Hell, I don't know how to come to terms with it myself. See, Noah accepts that we were taken and tested on, changed. He also accepts that they're happy with the results and now they're focusing on replicating it. All of this tracks for Noah. It's why he's struggling. In his mind, if he dies and they can't find the body, this ends. And while that's a lovely thought, it's naive. It's an assumption based on an assumption. The root assumption being that we are Noah and Sarah, plucked from the airport and brought to this place to be tested on. The problem is that doesn't hold water with what we've heard. Camilla talked about Noah like she's known him for years. Watched him to the maze over and over again. She even had opinions of me that seemingly were formed before I ever woke up in that cell. I mean, how is that possible? Noah came to the conclusion that they were fixing us up after each attempt at the maze, putting us back together and sending us back through it. Memories wiped, but that's not proper science. When testing on mice, You don't use the same mouse over and over for every iteration of your experiment. It would taint the results. Ideally, you get to start each trial with new mice that are as similar as possible to the control group. The same would apply to us. It makes more sense to use a new person who is as similar to us as possible. And what's more similar than an exact copy? Logic dictates that's what we are. Copies of our original. It's why our memories are hazy, and we think it's different years. Noah is so concerned about losing himself down here when the reality is, the real him has likely been dead a long time. Uh,
2: I don't, she can't, shouldn't, I can't reason with her. I want to, but how do you tell someone that they've become a monster? Or worse yet, they were always a monster, but now it's unleashed. We barely addressed it while we walked these tunnels. But she mentioned how good the music made her feel. How she felt the change. That's not how it was for me. I don't feel different at all until the healing kicks in, and even then, it's a painful experience. When that bullet pushed out of my head, and I took my first new breath. It took everything inside me to not scream, to not wince and moan at at what it felt to have your brain rebuilt. This isn't a positive feeling. This gift they've given me, it's really just pain, so I can't relate it all to how Sarah feels about it. Nor do I want to. She has weaponized her changes in a way that doesn't appeal to me. If I have to become that in order to survive, then I'm happy ending it here. I I have half a mind to just stroll back in and throw myself down the shaft. End my part in all of this. But I can't. Maybe I'm a coward. Or maybe I just wanna see how far down this rabbit hole goes. I have so many questions that need answered. Maybe that's my purpose down here. Noah! Shit. Coming. Good? Yeah. Just, uh, needed a minute.
1: I'm sorry about before. I haven't lived a life where people put me first. To not have to be the only one thinking about me.
2: But that's the same for me. You don't start a conspiracy theory blog because you're loved and popular. We just react differently. You make it about you so that you don't have to feel that rejection, whereas I make it about others so that nobody else has to feel it. Aren't you the hero? No. I'm sure on my deathbed, if I make it there, I'll regret not prioritizing myself. But for now, I still want to be better. What are you saying? You've changed. You've inched your way further and further away from who you were on the surface. I saw it in your eyes in the biodomes when you unleashed the chupacabras. I saw it when you interrogated that soldier and I saw it again upstairs. The only difference is that this time, it hasn't gone away.
1: I'm determined. What you're seeing is someone determined to move forward, to get out. And if I have to inch away from who I was to facilitate that, then so be it. And don't forget, this new me saved your life. I don't want to do this anymore. We can't stop. But We're doing this.
2: No, we're not. After my message is sent, I'm going to go on my own. It feels like we're on different paths.
1: You can't leave. This is life or death.
2: No, it's not. That's what it is to you. For you, it's all about living or dying, but you missed the point. It's it's about how we live, how we die. These choices matter. There's no point of surviving this if I can't live with myself at the end.
1: So what am I supposed to do?
2: What you always do, what's best for you. Goodbye.
0: There are no other messages. It's been radio silence. It makes my stomach hurt. My throat tight. As you can imagine, I've heard that last message a few times and it's just always this heavy. As I, I just feel scared, terrified of what this fracture means for them, what it means for us. So here we are again. No new messages, no timeline when we might get more if if we get more. I just know their story is far from being over and I want to be part of it. But this doesn't mean our work has to end here. I'm going to do what I've always done. I'm going to talk to some experts, gain insight. And if you have Theories or information that can help answer our questions, please reach out to me via email at EscapingDenverPod at gmail.com or join the discussion on Reddit at REscapingDenver. Thank you to Curious Cast for your support and guidance through the second batch of messages. I don't know when I'll be back, but I will be for another episode of Escaping Denver.